This podcast is brought to you by Central, helping schools work smart. Oh, absolutely. I graduated school a little uncertain and I was at a different uni doing a completely different degree in journalism and having sort of had external tutoring practice outside of school, I knew I really wanted to help people and I figured out that this is what I wanted to do. That's Zali Vanderveer, trailblazer at Forest High School in Sydney and my guest today on Central Station. Hello, I'm Colin Klupik. Life as a senior school student can be challenging at the best of times. You might be in a great school and have great teachers, but still need that extra bit of help to succeed in your studies. For students at Forest High School, a new initiative called the Trailblazer Program was launched to provide that help. It's a peer tutoring and mentoring program that was created for senior students where the Trailblazers are recently graduated students themselves. This enables them to relate well to the students facing what they did just a few years earlier and to provide a different perspective when things get tough. The results from the program so far have been very encouraging, and in 2020, it won a New South Wales Education Secretary's Award for an outstanding school initiative. To find out more, I started by asking Zali to describe the program and how she got involved. Yeah, sure. So the Trailblazer program is, it's a learning support program. Um, I think the difference between it as a program and a lot of other sort of tutoring programs is that it aims to provide academic support as well as sort of general support. So rather than just tutors uh, coming out from outside of school to obviously help people with their academic studies, we spend a lot of our time sort of providing assurance regarding the HSC or study tips and more informal things as well. So we do have a lot of the sort of higher students coming in regards to their actual work and wanting feedback and everything. Uh, But a lot of the time, students that don't feel as comfortable talking to their teachers open up about sort of informal things too. Um, So we sort of provide different services and cater to different roles, I guess. So would you you describe that as as a a well-being component of what would otherwise be normally just seen as an academic program? A little bit, yeah. Obviously, we're not sort of qualified. We have the school council and everything for real personal troubles and everything, uh, but just sort of comfort and well-being regarding the HSC. So it's for senior students that might feel stressed and don't have enough time to talk to their teachers individually in class. So there's, there's that aspect of it as well as just the academic stuff, yeah. And how did you get involved in that? I actually put forward the idea of it to the principal, and it turns out they were already working on something really similar. Um, but I was, I graduated in 2018 uh, and following that, I, I really missed school. I think I peaked in high school um, <laughs> and I was just thinking it would have been really, really nice and comforting in those senior years to hear more from other students because I had sort of a personal mentor in my older brother guiding me through it and I was speaking to a lot of current students who were just hoping that they could have a little additional support and I just sort of thought it would be a really nice nice opportunity for some of us to come back and be that support, I guess, for the other students. When you originally thought of that, though, did you have any idea as to how that might happen? As in, you know, you've got to give up your time, you've got to give up your resources. Um, did, did you think about who was maybe going to support this, who was going to pay for it? Did you even think that there was, you know, any possibility that something like this might actually get off the ground? Not at all. I, I definitely didn't even think about the logistics of it in, in terms of that. I thought it, I, when I uh, sort of proposed it, I thought it might just be offering my time on an individual sort of not employment basis, just sort of offering to help around more informally. Uh, but then when the principal let me know that she was actually sort of building a program 
or she intended to, we sort of worked together along with a lot of the other staff to really build it um, and offer that. I was I was definitely not thinking it would become something where we'd, we'd build a trailblazer team and a lot of us would sort of work together to make something that's actually gotten quite big. I, yeah, I didn't think it would get to that point. I guess you, you, you might think as a teacher, uh, okay, so I've got an ex-student coming back, uh, wants to help out, uh, provide some coaching and some, some general support. Uh, were they perhaps uh, or were some of them a little bit uh, unsure as to what that was all about? As in, w- what do you mean? Uh, are you suggesting that there's not enough happening in my classes? Did you get any of that kind of pushback? I'm not entirely sure what happened behind the scenes, but I think from our level, a lot of the ones that I've spoken to are actually quite relieved having additional support. I know um, a lot of the, because we only work with seniors, so they're usually, the the senior teachers are quite busy with HSC and everything. So I think we helped out a lot with the major work subjects because they require quite a lot of individual support. So a lot of those teachers don't have enough time in class to sit down and spend really quality time with everyone and really going in depth with what they're struggling with. Obviously, it's hard trying to cater towards 20 students in a classroom um, whereas we we get the opportunity during their senior free periods to just sit down and really focus on individual needs, not just here's the assignment, here's the brief. It's more what are you personally struggling with or what can we do for you? So I think a lot of the teachers actually, sometimes we work in classes if we haven't been booked for a particular period. They, they sort of just get us to help what they would like additional help with too. I think we actually do benefit the teachers in some ways because – we can we can relieve their stresses a little bit too. Now you mentioned that students need help with major work subjects. There aren't a lot of subjects that have uh, major works as a as a major component of the HSC. And you, what you normally hear of, if I can kind of just talk generally now, is that people are generally looking for support with um, maybe maths or English or uh, some of the mm-hmm. uh, the social sciences, maybe business studies. Can you tell me a bit more about your experiences then with subjects that do actually require a major work? Yeah, sure. So I'm more of a humanities-based mentor myself I and, and a lot of the sort of creative subjects. So I actually did music and drama and society and culture and community and family studies, which all have major components to them. So I, I don't really have a practical brain. We do have employees that work more with the, the science and the maths and the physics. Um, but in my time, I've really worked with a lot of students on their society and culture projects and their drama sort of monologues and group performances and everything. So I think um, at least in my experience in this role, it's been it's been really beneficial for a lot of students to have that really quality time. So it we do obviously do the um, more common subjects that everyone does, like English and maths as well. Um, and I think for a lot of students struggling in those, it can be beneficial as well. But I think it's, from my experience at least, with those harder subjects, it's it's hard to get a grip on your major work on an individual level because everyone's so different and it really requires your own individual flair and whatever. So I think with those subjects, we might be extra beneficial because that's when the teachers can't sort of allocate enough time to really consider how your learning needs and how your skills can be brought out in those major works. Now, you've been running for uh, some time now and you've just mentioned the word employees. How big is the team that you've got? Uh, There's currently four of us. We've got two of us who graduated in 2018 uh, and two from 2019, but I believe they've got uh, contracted another two people from this year's HSC as well. So it is building and it's it's diversifying because there are still a few subjects that we're missing and there have been a few students seeking to um, gain help in those. So I think we're just trying to create a, a diverse team and make sure that we can cover everyone's subjects. 
What sort of uh, cohort numbers are you dealing with in your senior years? So I'm just trying to get an idea of the the, the ratios here. So you've got yeah, four, sure, you've got sure. four now, and and six. It'll soon be six. So what sort of ratios can yeah. can we expect from that? Uh, so we only do year 11s and year 12s at the moment. It's quieter because the year 12s have graduated as well. I think there's a little over a hundred in both year. I don't actually have the statistics personally. Sorry. Um, but it's it's not a massive cohort, but it's not a tiny one either. So four four tutors for two hundred students, roughly. Let's just say roughly, that's quite a demand. How how often are you working? Is this happening every day? Is it happening two or three times a week? What sort of what sort of exposure do the students have to this kind of support? So between the four of us that are there at the moment, there's at least one of us every day. My colleague Michelle is Monday, Tuesday. I'm Wednesday, Thursday, and there's two. Um, to employees, Elizabeth and Danielle, who share a Friday. Um, so we're there 100% of the time during their school week. Um, they only book us in their free periods. They don't get out of class for it. So it is um, harder for them to get access to us. So we don't have all 200 students doing it. And it's it's really optional. We don't want to sort of force tutoring upon anyone who doesn't want to be there. Um, it's not sort of you're struggling, your teacher sends you to us. It's more I want to I want to grow, I'm going to go to them. Right, so it's okay. really selective. So yeah. between us, we probably only work with oh, maybe 20 to 30 students each, depends on the ones that really want to get that extra help. But, yeah, it's not sort of like everyone in the year gets this um, extra help just because it might be beneficial. It's It's really – individual still i would imagine though with those sort of numbers even if students were only coming to you in your in their free periods i suspect that that would still be quite uh, quite a decent load for you is that how it works out in practice it, it is uh it comes in waves sort of before prelim and before trials and when those major works are due it gets really really busy sometimes we're booked out during lunch periods and in group sessions because a lot of them come together uh, but in the sort of quieter periods between assessments we're not particularly busy but yeah it does get quite busy during those really really intense assignment waves it seems like you've got quite a lot of momentum going here how is this actually being supported and funded on an ongoing basis are you able to explain a bit about that yeah so we're basically considered staff here we're employed by the department of education um the principal allocates a certain amount of her regular funding towards employing us as staff members um across the week and I'm not entirely sure what sort of funding she puts aside for us, but obviously if they're considering employing new members, I think it's growing. So even though we're just ex-students and the support is relatively informal, we have sort of a formal agreement as employees. We're contracted at the school. So I guess given the fact that you know there's such overwhelming support for this and it's obviously a, f- a funded program, you must be getting some support from parents uh, have they given you uh, a, a lot of uh, feedback since you've started? Yeah, it's been really nice actually. I've heard a few cases where the parents have called the school and actively sort of gone out of their way to let us know that we are doing, doing. Oh, I was going to say wonders, that's a bit of a stretch, but we are helping their kids in some way that maybe their teachers don't have the time for all of the time. So we've had definitely a few cases that I can think of where they've called to thank us and been really surprised by sort of the momentum their students have and the motivation they have to complete their work that maybe they were stuck on beforehand. Um, Definitely the students, sorry, the parents of the students who are falling a little bit behind, once they start getting that momentum and seeing different trailblazers for different subjects, I think a lot of the time the difference is mostly just in the motivation and the output. It's not necessarily, oh, I got to get my my student an A grade. It's, It's more... I've got to get them doing the work and motivated and wanting to be learning. 
Um, and I think in that regard, we've we've definitely had a few parents being quite fond of the program. Do, what kind of barriers did you have to overcome to get this kind of thing started? I mean, when you say that some of the parents are saying, "Oh, look, you know, it's it's working wonders," and uh, some of the you know some of the students are really sort of picking up because they they have this support, uh, it it almost sounds a little bit too easy or a little bit too good to be true that suddenly you know a, a great idea was had this thing is mm. now in existence um, what kind of barriers did you have to overcome to get this running i think the initial barriers were mostly just getting students to realize that it's okay to get extra help uh, it was a little slower off the ground at the beginning because obviously a lot of students don't want to be seen looking like they need help or they're struggling and they might get a little embarrassed going out of their way to see someone uh, but once they realized that it was relatively informal, and a lot of the time it's honestly a casual conversation to help them feel more confident. It's not, oh, dear, you need help. You can't do your assignment. <laughs> so I think <laughs> I think once they realized that we're ex-students, we've been there, we also had a lot of struggles during this time, we know how you can help. I think once they realized that we're there to help them and to talk to them and we're not there to sort of get them in trouble or give them more work to do I think they they sort of started realizing hey maybe they can help and maybe they're a great um, form of support for us during these years so once it started getting more and more sort of normalized I guess more and more popular it, it really lifted off but I think yeah that initial barrier was definitely getting people to realize that it's it's okay to rely on other people than yourselves to get through that HSE period. And so have you pursued uh, further study as well after school? You mentioned that you think that you've peaked at school, but did you manage to get over that and think, oh, okay, well, here's the next thing? Well, I got over it by deciding that I wanted to study to become a teacher. So <laughs> well, there you go. Because I was going to say, you know, this all just seems to be moving towards something that seems to be keying into something that you might be doing now. And I thought, oh, I wonder if you're a teacher. And now you're saying that, that you're studying to be a teacher, which is really quite unsurprising. Do you find that <laughs> for some uh, of us? Oh, yeah, for some of you. Do Do you find that um, what you're doing now, I guess, looking backwards, helping the students who are coming after you, do you find that that has an impact on how you are moving forward in your own pursuits? Oh, absolutely. I graduated school a little uncertain, and I was at a different uni doing a completely different degree in journalism and having sort of had external tutoring practice outside of school, I knew I really wanted to help people. And I figured out that this is what I wanted to do. And obviously being in a school environment, I'm studying secondary teaching. So I get to understand the environment. I get to work with teachers, with students. It's amazing practice and experience really. Uh, upcoming to the year 12's HSC and trials, I hosted a few classes. I prepared documents for them. I really worked with them. I workshop questions. I did feedback. And it really just felt like I had my own little mini teaching prac. Um, even just getting familiar with the department and the resources and the way a school works. It's it's pretty crazy experience for those of us who are studying to be teachers. Um, but there are some of us on our team who are studying to be different different occupations, obviously, but they they still benefit from having these communication skills and this obviously revision of what you've learned and we just sort of grow ourselves in a lot of ways when we watch the others grow and figure out how to help them with their individual needs it's just great experience in general life experience yeah when you mentioned that you were studying to be a teacher i thought well this really does just sound like one giant prac um how does the, <laughs> how does the university feel about what you're doing do they know do they know that you're involved in this program 
No, I graduated in 2018, but I ended up after I dropped out of my other degree, I just had a gap year and I've only started this year. And obviously it's been a bit crazy with COVID and being offline and everything, but we didn't get any teaching practice here. So I didn't really have a need to let them know what's happening, but yeah, I'm not entirely sure if they know anything about it. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm sure they'd be uh, keen to find out a little bit about what's what's going on. Have you have you got any uh, yeah. <laughs> have you got any specific success stories that you can that you can share? Uh, obviously, without necessarily giving any 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 names or any personal details. But are, are there any stories yeah. that come to mind where you think you know where you wake up one day and you go, do you know what this program for that particular reason this program just deserves to exist? Have you got any like real standouts? There is there is one time that I often sort of think about and it does make me a little bit proud. Um, there was a student who was, I've sort of mentioned this vaguely when I was talking about the major works, but there was one particular student who was really, really, really behind in his society and culture major work and the teacher was quite worried about him actually having enough progress to, to finish and submit the final result. A lot of his peers were finishing up and we were still clarifying his topic and his teacher came to me and said, Zali, I think this student needs a little bit of extra help in class. He doesn't seem to be concentrating. And he was just a little bit sort of discouraged and uncertain of his ability to actually get it done. And the teacher recommended that he went and booked an appointment with me, and he did. And we spent, I think, about three hours in a row. The teacher um, allowed him time out of class just so we could work on it personally. And we spent about three hours together really brainstorming, getting the chapters done, understanding what he wanted to do. Um, and by the time he left, he was so excited to keep going and he thanked me and he said that he couldn't have done it without me. Um, and he, it was just really, really encouraging and motivating seeing that what, what we do has direct results and almost immediate results, like one session. And he was so, so, so happy and motivated and excited to get it done. And he came and showed me his work the next day. And it was just really exciting seeing it have an impact on someone's experience with the HSD. So the teacher was supportive as well. It, it wasn't a situation where there was just a breakdown in communication between the teacher and the student? Not at all. The teacher was spending a lot of time working with this student as, as he did with every society and culture student. Um, he was really taking the time out of his class to make sure everyone was in a position they were comfortable with. Uh, but this one he just couldn't crack through because he was so unwilling to budge and he was so discouraged with himself. The, when I started the session, he was really insecure about his own ability to even start the assignment, start the project. Um, but, yeah, once the teacher sort of let him know that it's not, it's not the end of the world if he is behind and that there was a way to get himself back on track, he, he seemed to really sort of start engaging when we worked on different ways to think about it and approach the task. Sounds like the uh, the beginnings of a, of a, a like a real life team teaching experience. When you think back upon on that particular experience we're talking about right now, what do you think was the key ingredient of having you come in from the outside? Can can you put your finger on what what actually made that so different? That's turned this situation around. I'm just trying to get a handle on what what yeah. really what really is the driver that suddenly goes from a situation that isn't working then someone comes in from the outside and then suddenly it is working i think i think a lot of it is just a different perspective sometimes when you have the same teacher or the same energy just continually telling you this is how you should do it this this you should start if you don't personally understand that or relate to that it might be a little bit difficult to just get that initial push um, so I think maybe me just coming in with fresh eyes, he recognized me from when I was a student. I wasn't super formal or intimidating. It was just, right, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? I listened to what he had to say. I guess I had a fresh perspective on it. We 
combined our ideas and it, it was probably just a new set of eyes and someone who, at least from his perspective, was maybe less or sort of more approachable than a teacher. Nothing to do with the relationship with the teacher. He's a particularly amazing teacher in my opinion. But I just think obviously knowing that I'm an ex-student, I've recently graduated, I've had my own stress with my own society and culture, Pip, I guess maybe it just felt a little easier to connect with and talk to in that circumstance in particular. So I guess uh, when you think about the uh, subjects at university that you're going to come across like uh, teaching and classroom management or professional experience in classroom management, subjects like that, how do you think that your experiences that you've had now are going to impact what sort of theory you're going to be presented with uh, from, from the university side? Yeah, I think I'm extremely lucky just to have the organisational experience, knowing even just how to operate sort of the staff DET and understanding how different students learn. Like like we were saying before, it really does just feel like I'm constantly having teaching prac. And I think at least personally, I couldn't be more lucky to have secured the job I have while I'm at university. It's the perfect sort of part-time experience to go alongside my degree. And I think it's it's so beneficial for me as well as, as it is for the students. I'm very, very grateful every day that I love my job and that I actually get to come back here and see it from a different perspective. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. What would you say to other schools who are considering a program like this? I'd say keep considering it and act upon it, really. It's, it's hard. It would need to suit every individual school and every individual student's needs. It's probably not like a one-size-fits-all program i know a lot of seniors don't have the same free periods and the logistics would be different wherever you went but there's always going to be students who want extra support and there's always going to be people who want to give it so anyone that feels a connection with the school and with learning and that wants to see people enjoy learning and wants to be able to play a part in helping people would in my opinion love the opportunity we've been given to deliver assistance And I'm sure that there are always students who are going to want that little extra push and that little bit of a different perspective wherever you go. Zali, it sounds like such an inspirational program. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us this morning. Thank you very much, Colin. You've been listening to Central Station. If you found Zali's story helpful, then please share it with a friend or colleague. Perhaps a similar program might work at their school. And to hear other stories from inspiring educators, make sure you subscribe to Central Station on your favourite podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Central. To find out more, visit the website, central.com.au. I'm Colin Klupik. Thanks for listening.